Hello and welcome to Midlifery, the podcast, episode two. I'm Melanie and I'm your host. So this fortnight's episode is about the 34 symptoms of the perimenopause. So this time we're going straight in. Guys, if you're there, bear with us because uh, this will probably affect you, whether it's a partner, a coworker, a friend. This is about you too. Um, I found a list, as I said before, on the 34 symptoms of the menopause when I was looking a couple of years ago. None of them was quite 34 symptoms. I had the joy of finding the ukmeds.co.uk website, which has managed to shoehorn 34 symptoms into their perimenopause blog. So we're going to go with that. Um, I'm going to start with the symptoms that I'm not so au fait with, and then head into the ones that cause me a regular dose of heck. So uh, we'll start with um, hot flushes. Um, These are probably the most uh, stereotypical known sign of what we used to call the menopause, which we now know is referring to the perimenopause, the period when you're still having periods um, and they haven't bloody well stopped yet. Um, Another symptom is apparently vaginal dryness. possible overshare here, but that's not me. I do have to say for years, I have used a, um, a paraffin based, uh, wash, uh, in my, in my toilet. And I have to say, I feel like that helps. That helps. Um, decreased libido. This is one that I think is some sort of man myth. I'm sure that for some women this happens. I have to say I hit 40 and I would say my libido went upwards. I also think that that might be where like the art of cougar has come from because I, yeah, I'm not part of that club. So I'm sure it does affect some of you. Um, Not something I've personally experienced. Uh, Burning mouth, uh, and electric shocks are both things that I don't think I've had. They're things I think at some point I may have gone, ooh, has that happened? But I, I think, I think, no, not quite. Um, itchy skin. So apparently we lose collagen and, and therefore we get drier skin and therefore itchy skin. Um, I probably have dry skin all the time, so I don't attribute it to the, uh, the perimenopause. Hair loss. Again, not one for this puppy. Uh, If you've ever seen me, my hair is like a lion's mane and currently shows no sign of abating, despite losing handfuls of hair in the shower every day for the last 40 odd years. Uh, No, it's still quite thick and uh, and there. Dizzy spells. Dizzy spells is something I may have had uh, the odd odd dalliance with, but uh, it's not something that I can sit there and say is is a major symptom or issue for me. Stress incontinence. Again, I think the fact that I'm one of the child free and have never had to worry about losing the muscle, uh, definition sounds like the wrong word, but having challenges in my nethers with expelling a football sized object. um, Stress incontinence is not something that I've encountered. Um, A regular heartbeat. As far as I know, I don't have one. I have to say I do not have a smartwatch or any other device to measure my heartbeat with any regularity. But as far as I know, I think we're situation normal there. Body odor. Well, I smell like daisies all the time, obviously, as most of you do. So I'm not really sure about that one either. And osteoporosis, which again, may be affecting me, uh, but not diagnosed as yet. Um, I do drink a... Sh- buttload of milk 
and far too much dairy. And at some point that will probably be my undoing, uh, but hopefully it's helping a little bit with the old bone density. So that was 12 symptoms that I've just rattled through there. We're now going to go into the 22 that I am personally experiencing. And uh, I'll probably give you my own little kvetch uh, with, along with each one. Um, night sweats. Um, night sweats are annoying as hell. Um, the amount of times I've woken up with my bedclothes sort of thrown aside and articles of my, my nightwear thrown into random corners of my bedroom uh, has been many in the past couple of years. Uh, and I can only attribute that to the ghastly night sweats. Irregular periods are um, definitely on the uh, top of my gripe list, mostly because I've had the fortune of being pretty regular uh, for most of my sort of adulthood. And um, when you're single, having an irregular period is just no picnic. Uh, it's no picnic anytime, but it's extra no picnic when you're trying to uh, work around these things uh, with a non-regular partner. Mood swings. Now, mood swings, I would say, are a part and parcel of my nature, um, but they definitely have worsened in the last few years, um, so much so that that I've always been very aware uh, in more recent years when they hit, um, you almost feel manic, uh, the highs and the lows, and it's, it's really very difficult. Um, headaches. I am not a headachey person. Um, I'm one of those people at work, people go, oh, I have a headache. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, there, there. Have a glass of water and aspirin, call me later. Um, never been overly sympathetic to those, I will admit. And I feel like karma's going, haha, you should have been. Um, I get some pretty rank headaches now. Um, and yes, uh, can probably only attribute it to, to the perimenopause. Um, breast soreness. Now this uh, again, for those of you who know me, my tatas are bodacious. Uh, they are definitely my furthermost extremities, and they can get cold. They can be sensitive, but holy guacamole! Talk about boob ache. Um, when I, especially when I'm about to come on, my boobs hurt so much that sometimes I've had to just lie down and bury them into my my bed because they're so sore they feel like they're going to fall off. I mean, it's just unreal. Um, that is definitely uh, a new thing for me the past couple of years and unpleasant as hell. Joint pain. Now, I've been seeing a rheumatologist for a wee while now and um Joint pain's been something that's really been hampering me uh, for some time. And whilst uh, there are a couple of other things it may be, um, I keep getting tested, x-rayed, poked, prodded, etc., and being told that nothing is wrong with me. Uh, when I walk home literally wincing and, and sort of crying out in pain because my ankles are so sore, it's kind of like, no, there really is something wrong, even if you can't see it. So um, joint pain is a biggie for me personally. Um, digestive problems is one of those ones that I, my, my digestive system is delicate at the best of times. So um, yes, it's arguably exacerbated during the perimenopause, but uh, something definitely aware of. Muscle tension. Um, I've had the most horrific cramps uh, in the past few years, which uh, just kind of come out of nowhere sometimes, which is a real pain literally and figuratively. Um, and again, not sure where that comes from. Uh, it's just 
it's just not pleasant. Um, gum problems. So I actually went to the dentist today and brought back my little disc of x-rays. And um, as he was rooting around in my mouth, he sort of said, oh, it's much better than I thought it would, would be. I was like, great. Awesome. Um, but I think the, the bottom line is that um, there are definitely uh, some issues with my gums. And um, again, I'm, I'm, I'm going to blame this because I've upgraded to an Oral-B and I use a round, whizzy, whizzy electric toothbrush these days. So I'm going to blame the perimenopause for the uh, the dentist's low-level fear of there being something very wrong with my gums as opposed to just moderately wrong. Tingling extremities. So along with my incredibly sore boobies, um, tingling extremities, for a while I was going, am I having some sort of like old people thing? Because uh, for those of you who know, I, I knit, I crochet, and um, I was having a real problem with my fingers, and especially, and I was like, oh my goodness, am I going to lose the use of my fingers? Tragedy! Um, but apparently this is, and again, another um, symptom. So we'll see. It shall pass. It too shall pass. Uh, fatigue. I don't know about you guys, but I used to be all party all the time. And to be fair, if I'm out and about and the drink is flowing and the people are chatting, I'm pretty, pretty much still all party all the time. But uh, get me home. And sometimes I am in bed in my gym jams at half past nine. I don't tend to fall asleep till half 10, 11, but I am ready for bed because I am knackered, cream crackered. And, um, that's that's something new that I really don't like. So even when I've had enough sleep, I'm just bloody exhausted and really kind of hate it. Um, anxiety. I don't know about the rest of you, but whew. I mean, I think, again, I'm, I'm from New York. I'm Jewish. Neuroses and, and just generally being neurotic is part of my fabric. But in the last few years, wow, has that just lifted. Um so, yes, the anxiety levels have been high, uh, irrational fears and, and worries and concerns. And it's just, yeah, it's like anxiety on steroids. Um, disrupted sleep is another one. This is where I said I think that UKmeds.co.uk has kind of shoehorned things a little bit. and We start getting there now. Um, so disrupted sleep to me is probably also uh, very much linked to the night sweats and the discomfort I feel in sleep. But that's definitely something I'm experiencing and probably also contributing to the fatigue. If I could sleep a, through, uh, a night through, perhaps I would feel less knackered all the time. Um, Memory lapses and difficulty concentrating are two different uh, line items or numbers here. Um, but for me, sort of fall in the same boat. I've always had a pretty good memory um, and relied on that very much in my professional life. And one of the things about uh, probably three or four years ago that I started noticing is I'd be in meetings and I just wasn't able to recall things. I wasn't as quick off the mark uh, with figures and facts. And um, that was very, very undermining to me, probably contributed to my anxiety, um, really difficult. Um, so again, something that, that I can only sort of sit there and think either something else is severely wrong with me or this is part of my aging process. Um, again, we've got two that we can nip into one. We've got weight gain and bloating. Um, I have never been a skinny mini, um, but what I have noticed is as I've gotten older, when I put weight on, where it sits and how difficult it is to shift have really changed. So I definitely have this horrible belly fat thing. Um, 
which I don't like. <laughs> I'm dealing with it, but I don't like it. Um, and this sense of bloating, which again, I think can probably be linked back to those digestive problems. Um, the next one on my list is the beginning of this journey for me, brittle nails. Um, so yes, the brittle nails was, was where I started this. Um, and again, they've been a problem. I'm sort of putting all the nail treatments and keratin and goodness knows what else I can find. I think it's keratin. Um, all, all the posh treatments I'm putting on my nails to try to get them back to uh, full strength. But that's something else. Allergies, uh, again, for anyone who knows me, hit me like a truck in probably my 41st year, um, where I went from being someone who could eat pretty much anything to someone who's got an allergy to all raw fruit and vegetables, um, most nuts. Um, and it's sometimes really fun going out for dinner with me. That was a joke. It's sometimes a bloody nightmare. But um, yeah, that that's really sucked. And I'm kind of hoping that it is this cycle thing and it will disappear and I will be able to eat salad again. I'm probably the only person on the planet who's just desperately excited about eating salad again one day. Um, irritability is another one which comes uh, also probably with the um, mood swings, um, possibly anxiety, but the, the irritability is something that I noticed, again, professionally uh, having a bit of an impact on me as someone who's in a senior leadership role uh, and now a public facing role. It's really difficult when when you're so quick to trigger um, in that fashion. And it's, yeah, it's really challenging, not entirely debilitating, but feels like it can be at times. Um, and on that mental health front, the last two on my list are depression and panic disorder. Um, depression, if you already suffer from it, like so many of us do, uh, it's just, again, that whole depression on steroids. And it's bloody hard. Um, the lows are just so low sometimes. Um, but I guess if you sort of keep perspective that it's something that's probably going to pass a bit like a storm cloud um, because this is hormonal. This isn't just about um, being blue or, or some chemicals uh, permanently being in a certain state. Uh, it, it is something that's a challenge. Um, and then panic disorder for me sits very nicely with the whole anxiety piece. Um, and I have never been as panicked as I have been again in the last probably three or four years. So really a little bit scary if you're not kind of researching yourself and trying to figure out what's going on with you and you're just responding to these things happening. Um, I know I've spent a lot of, of, of the last four years or so being pretty scared um, and then Googling, sometimes getting more scared and then less scared. <laughs> um, but I think that's something else to think about. Um, I've just gone over my 15 minutes and, and I'm going to, cause I'm going to just talk through this. And I just want to say, I am not a medical professional. Um, UK meds is just some random website I found. I have no idea what authority they have. So this is really just based on experience. Um, and, and it's a conversation. This is not a, a definitive list of anything. Um, one of the things that makes me laugh a little bit is the UK med site is there to push HRT, hormone replacement therapy, um, which is something that I'm not uh, in the market for, uh, mostly with my family's medical history around breast cancer. Uh, it's not advised. It also means that I have not been on hormones um, for most of my adult menstrual life. Um, and again, we're getting into this, this territory of 
older people who've never had babies, older people who've never been on birth control, alternatively, older people who have always been on, on birth birth control or some sort of hormone replacement. So it's um, this is an area where I, I guess I'm calling out to you medical professionals who may be listening. Uh, I would love to hear more about, about this and how either the the influx of hormones or the absence may be having an impact on modern perimenopause and modern midlife. Um, you can obviously drop us an email, hello at midlifery.co.uk, or you can drop us a message on Anchor. I believe I've enabled the voice messaging function. Um, but yeah, this is this whole thing of unexplored territory. Uh, we're a new breed of uh, aging women. And I would love to get some other people's perspective on this. Um, depending on your responses to this episode, we may delve into a few of these uh, particular symptoms in a bit more depth. I've had some feedback from some listeners on topics that they would like us to cover. Um, HRT is one of them. Uh, hysterectomies is another. There's a third one, which of course is not on the notes page I have open right now, um, but we'll we'll get to that one as well. And um, I personally would love to explore middle-aged dating at some point, because that's my life at the moment. And during a pandemic, whew, it's interesting. Um, so yes, thank you very much for listening to Midlifery, the podcast today. Um, I'm Melanie. I'm your host, and I will be saying goodbye for now. Thank you. <laughs>